You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 8. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and that was my daughter Emily. And this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This week we will be looking at Citizen Way's song, Nothing Ever Could Separate Us. This song comes straight from the book of Romans and helps us examine what we're afraid of. Just like Paul, the band seems pretty convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Nothing ever could separate us. Nothing ever could separate us. Nothing ever could separate us. And that's it. That's our memory verse for the week. Romans 8.38 I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. That in itself is a pretty profound statement. The context around our verse this week, remember what context is. Context are, could be the verses before and after, which is the context that we're going to be studying this week. The context around our verse this week emphasizes this truth even further. So let's jump right into Romans chapter 8 and start in verse 35. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow. So you can see just in the context of our verses today, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, that um, it's just a beautiful picture. He could have just said nothing can ever separate us from God's love and moved on, but he he goes into some lists, and we're going to unpack that a little bit further. But Romans 8.35 in the New Living Translation really says it, doesn't it? It said, when the question is worded like this, does it mean he no longer loves us if? That's what we're afraid of, right? I mean, losing the love of someone that we love so much, losing the love of our father. Um, many of us have worried about losing the love of an earthly father. So perhaps we translate that to losing the love of our heavenly father. Maybe it's an outside force or some internal issue but our real fear is being is losing that love. Paul goes on to list to the Roman believers that he is writing to. Um, and don't forget that you can tell who 
um, he's writing this letter to. Remember, the book of Romans is not a book. It's a letter. It's a letter written to Roman believers. And the way that I know that is if you go to the beginning of Romans, you will see that it's uh, he identifies himself as Paul. And he says in verse 7, I am writing to all of you in Rome who are loved by God and are called to be his holy people. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. So part of the context of even our verses today, even though we're way in chapter 8, is to see who the original letter was written to. And again, as I've mentioned in past podcasts, episodes, uh, we can apply these scriptures to ourselves, but in the original context, uh, this letter was written to the Romans and, and specifically believers who live in Rome. So anyway, Paul goes on to list areas that we might think could separate us from God's love. So in that New Living Translation that we read, it said trouble or calamity. And I think a lot of times we do feel separate from God's love when, we're, when we've experienced great trouble or calamity because um, often we feel so very alone during those times or very hurt or very scared. What about persecution? Paul lists persecution. Can persecution separate us? Does Because we're persecuted, does that mean that he no longer loves us? And of course, as believers today in America, we don't see, we're beginning to see more and more persecution, but not nearly like some of the persecution that is shown throughout the world. Just Google Christian persecution and see what, um, what great trouble and calamity and persecution comes to believers in all areas of the world because they are Christ followers. So he's asking, can persecution, can this trouble that comes upon us through this persecution, can that separate us from God's love? He's asking if hunger or poverty, poverty can separate us from his love. And again, um, here in America, we probably don't personally experience a whole lot of hunger or poverty, but we don't have to look very far to see that it, um, it does happen here in the U.S. some, but especially overseas. And uh, he, he, Paul's just asking that very relevant question to believers all over the world through this letter to our, the Roman believers. Can even hunger or poverty separate us from God's love? And then what about danger or life-threatening situations? Um, you have to understand that in these times, these people were being persecuted their lives were in danger, uh, and they, they threatened life-threatening situations all the time. They faced life-threatening situations all the time. And so he's asking, what about danger? What about life-threatening situations? And in our case, what about disease or trauma or life-threatening situations that happen to us in an instant, very sudden? Can these things separate us from the love of God? And so he's pausing in the middle of this list, this list, trouble or calamity, persecution, hunger or poverty, danger or life-threatening situations. He pauses here in the middle where our memory verse is found. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. And then he starts another list. The next list begins with death. Can death separate us from God's love? 
And that's a question that we all face, even here in the U.S., because we have loved ones that die or we ourselves are facing death. What about life? Can life, death or life separate us from the love of God? And I think I know that in my life, I have a whole lot of life, a whole lot of busyness, a whole lot of things that come at me and fill my days and fill my mind that could possibly separate me from the love of God. He brings up angels or demons. These are these are principalities in the in other in the spiritual realm that we don't see but that are very very real and that are um, waging wars around us. There's other scriptures that talk about that. But can those, can angels or demons separate us from God's love? This is the question. What about fear? Fear fears of today or worries about tomorrow? Can those things separate us from God's love? Because they're very real and they come in and they bring barriers in our lives to, our, uh, to a growing, vibrant relationship with him. But can they separate us from God's love? It says, he says, no, not even uh, the powers of hell, no, nor power in the sky above or the earth below. He goes on to say, no, 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 none of these things. Nothing in all creation, nothing in this list, in, in between, inferred by, forgotten and left off of this list because he gives this all-inclusive, nothing can separate us from God's love. No ocean, no valley, no mountain too high, no Although Citizen Way's list here isn't word for word Paul's list, I think we could make up a list of anything that we might fear that would separate us from God's love. And we could ask, can this separate us from God's love? And the answer will still be the same, a resounding no. When I looked deeper into the meaning of the Greek word translated separate here, I found that the Greek word is karidzo, and of course, can mean, is translated properly to separate or to divide, but it can also mean to create space, and specifically create space which can be very undesirable or unjustified. And so really, let's think about that idea of creating space. And some of us, we struggle with the fear that God will stop loving us. The rest of us fear that these external and internal forces that are coming against us will create space between us and God. And so the question is, how is this fear manifesting itself in our lives? So when pondering this word separate, I immediately thought of children and this separation anxiety that they go through. And a quick Google search landed me on this sentence as um, one of the medical sites was describing separation anxiety. And it says, 
As babies begin to understand that they can be separated from their primary caregiver, they do not understand that their caregiver will return, nor do they have a concept of time. And that is very profound, especially if you are a spiritual infant, one who is new to your faith in Christ. And I can just tell you, and I want to um, confirm to the very depths of your spirit, if you are a spiritual infant or if you've just forgotten this truth, your primary caregiver, your Savior, Jesus Christ, will return. I know as humans, we do not have a concept of God's time, but he has promised that he will return and he has great plans for our eternity. And even though we are not present with the human Jesus, he has left us his spirit that lives within us. And once received, nothing can ever separate us. So. This anxiety, let's go back to our metaphor, this idea of anxiety in children. Um, A lot of times you'll see this separation anxiety in children displayed with anger, tantrums, crying, even flat out terror. And I recall a, a time when a dear friend of mine had some experiences of extreme separation anxiety with her daughter. And her daughter was of an age that she really should have been past um, any any form of separation anxiety, there it really happens when they're younger. Again, babies and, and young toddlers who, who just can't understand that that caregiver is going to return. But her daughter was older and had never really struggled with this before. But for a season, she began to suffer and she was absolutely terrified. She would cry and she would cling and really it was with, only with her mother. And so through extreme, um, through seeking wisdom and prayer, just continuing to talk to her and try to unpack what could have led to this new behavior, my friend uncovered that it led back to her daughter watching uh, Brother Bear, a Disney movie, Brother Bear. And in that movie, the mother bear dies and leaves the baby bear with no one to care for him. And something switched on switched in the mind of this precious child and she thought that if she let her mother out of her sight that her mother would not return just like in the movie she thought she would be permanently separated from her mother and uh, that that is an extreme example and she was able to recover from that because of just being able to pour in truth and her mother showing her examples and kind of easing back into leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back. But I think sometimes we get this same thing in our mind. We have this these unrealistic fears and these unsubstantiated fears. And sometimes things have switched on in our mind, whether by because of uh, legitimate baggage that we bring into our relationship with our Savior or um, because of uns- some, some unsubstantiated fear that just switches on. But sometimes the fear of separation from God might manifest itself just like this little child in terror or in fears. And are you out and out afraid of some of the things that Paul even listed here? Maybe it's manifesting itself in anger. Are you pushing God away so that he can't push you away first? 
Are you treating him like a, an earthly relationship where you're putting barriers between your heart and your Abba Father because you're afraid literally that something could come in and create space between you and the, your father? And so if, if something else is going to do it, you're going to do it first. So when helping children with their separation anxiety, professionals assist the children by first recognizing those anxious feelings and behaviors and then discussing situations that provoke those behaviors. And then only then can they really develop a plan to cope. In our case, though, we don't just cope. We conquer because of Christ. I kind of skipped over this part earlier, but right in between the two sets of lists of things that cannot separate us from God's love is a verse that says, No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ. And other versions say, we are more than conquerors. And that's, a, I have a special love for that because there's a, it's our school song. We are crusaders at our Christian school. And so we have a song that says, we are more than conquerors. And so when I read that verse, I smile. I think of our school song. But do you want me, you want to know what I found out in my research this week? I've just been so excited, giddy to tell you this. Um, it, as I was looking at more than conquerors or what translated here as overwhelming victory can be known as, I ran across uh, a sermon by Charles Spurgeon, a very famous preacher. And um, the sermon was actually, I'll link to it, it's on Bible Hub. And in his sermon, he unpacked this idea of being more than conquerors. And he said that there's actually a word in the Vulgate, the Latin Bible, that actually can be translated in this, in this sentence. Instead of more than conquerors, how can you be more than a conqueror? And he says it could be also considered an over-overcomer. An over-overcomer. And if you have not listened to episode four where I unpack Mandisa's song, then you're not going to get why I am so excited about this idea that being a more than conqueror is that we are an over-overcomer. I get pretty fired up every time I listen to that song thinking I am an overcomer, but to think that I am an over-overcomer of all of these things that we fear can separate us from God. No, we are over-overcomers of all of these things. And so again, just super excited to share that with you. So here we are right in the middle, the messy middle of a pretty serious list of things that will probably happen to us. Almost, if not some, if not all of those things are gonna, we're going to experience. Comes this amazing truth. Not only will these things not separate us or even create space between us and the love of God through Christ, but we can have overwhelming victory over these things. We are more than conquerors over them. We are over-overcomers. One final thought. Paul seems to have overcome all of the fears that he's listing in, in these lists. Because the verse begins with him saying that he is convinced. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. So where does this conviction come from? Well, the Greek word for convinced is pitho. And it involves obedience, but is properly the result of God's persuasion. So very interesting. So again, this I am convinced, this word convinced, 
comes from a, a partially from our will, from obedience, but mostly the result of God's persuasion. So, will you open up your heart? Will you allow God to unveil your anxious feelings and behaviors? Will you allow him to reveal the situations that provoke these behaviors and allow him to persuade your heart to trust and believe that you don't have to act out because nothing can ever separate you from the love of God. Just a few quick announcements before we close today. More Than a Song is still featured in the new and noteworthy section of Christian Podcasts in iTunes. It's because you're downloading and listening, reviewing, and sharing. So in honor of that, I want to personally thank you by name for reviewing the podcast in iTunes. Thank you to the Roberts Family 04, to my husband Ron, winky face, to Lindy Sellers, Holly Thompson, to an overcomer, and by the way, you are an over-overcomer, to Papa Puff 23, to God Loves You More, and to Jake1999 for reviewing this podcast. My listenership has more than doubled because of this, so thank you. If you take time to review my podcast on iTunes, I will take the time to personally thank you. Another way to share this podcast is through the quick links at the top of each episode. You can share this episode via Facebook, Twitter, or email simply by clicking the link found at the top of this week's post. Just go to michellekneesat.com forward slash eight. I am on Facebook and Twitter, and I'd love for you to follow me there. So while you're at my website, there are quick links at the top of my homepage. So while you're sharing this episode, click up there to follow me. And finally, I create weekly memory verse resources exclusively for my email list. So be sure to sign up by giving me your name and email address, and you will be notified each Monday when a new episode is posted, and it will include a link to free memory verse wallpapers and printables. The sign-up box for that is on my homepage as well. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. My next podcast will be on Oceans, Where Feet May Fail by Hillsong United. If you have a question or comment on this song, please leave me a voicemail message at michellekneesat.com forward slash podcast question. If you'd like to comment on this episode, please go to michellekneesat.com forward slash eight where you'll find the show notes for this episode. Scroll down to the comment section. I'd love to hear from you. Comment, question, or whatever. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.